story, new stories, as if my dreams were boring. We all know conspiracies are dumb. Live. Welcome to episode number 81 of the Average Man Podcast. Aliens exist. Uh, brought in there by Blink-182. Brilliant song from uh, an album from my youth, Enema uh, of the State, back in 1999. Little Davo was year, uh, year 11. Little Davo was year 11 at school back then, and that was the album of our youth uh one of one of about five albums of our youth so <clears throat> thought it was an apt uh, song to bring us in because basically today i want to talk about how crazy shit is uh getting and has been and continues to be at the moment um yeah things are kind of wild at the moment uh, I'm, first of all i'm back after a week off i uh, didn't well you know a week off from the podcasting didn't uh, record one last weekend and i got no excuses i've just been i've just been busy um, you know, been working weekends at work and then juggling everything else. I didn't quite um, have the time, and it's, it's not just a matter of like the time so much when I do these podcasts. Like I can find an hour where I could do it. It's it's more kind of there's a process around it, like building up um, the building up not so much the motivation, but like the right mind frame to do it because I don't want to just come on here and be in full blown work mode and be talking to you guys um and boring the shit out of people basically like I, I want to have the right kind of mind frame you know I'm not always one of those guys that's like always on I'm just not like if you know me you know me from around town like I'm quite chill a lot of the time um and it's really yeah it really takes uh, a large chunk of my energy to come on here especially if I'm talking to somebody else and interviewing someone else to come on and be engaged for a half an hour to an hour hour and a half sometimes um, and just be uh, on the ball like that. So yeah, I have to definitely conjure up the right kind of mind frame um, to to be in, in uh, you know, to be on for these podcasts. So there's that I have to consider as well, like um, how my day is going. If I've had a really big week of work, I'm working Saturdays. I'm knackered. I've only got a few, you know, like a, a one day off on the Sunday, and I got my family, and my kids as well to to you know like um, think of. Sometimes it's hard to find that period of time where I can focus all my energy on this, on the podcast and come in and, uh, and sort of be switched on for it for a little while. So that's kind of why it, it, it gets hard to do them every single week sometimes. Um, but I'm trying, man. And yeah, as I mentioned before, crazy times. It's, we're living in some super crazy times. I mean, it's, it's uh, October, October the 4th now, Sunday, October the 4th, 2020. 
Um, and, you know, we've been living in this uh, weird uh, alter, alter, alternate reality, I suppose you could say, almost, um, for since about March now when shit started kicking off and we had all our freedoms um, retracted due to this bloody virus. And it's there's a couple of things that are surprising. It's surprising how quickly we swallowed the pill um, and, and towed the line and, and completely turned our way of living on its head like as a as a global uh unit really i know that people haven't like certain places haven't done it properly even in australia we've got victoria who've kind of dropped the ball and and have had uh really been dragging their feet getting the virus numbers under control obviously the usa completely bungled uh the whole thing Um, i think that whole uh idea of them having that being the country like home of the brave land of the free this whole freedom to of movement uh freedom to do you know to do what they what they want um has really been a big obstacle for them to get over when it comes to people telling them they can't do this and they can't do that but a bunch of places around the world have really struggled with it but as a whole like even the people who are doing it incorrectly we've We've still changed our lifestyles massively. You can't go overseas. You can't travel overseas in Australia. You can't travel interstate. Somebody told me that there's a um, part of their constitution in America is the freedom to move, so you can't stop them from from going interstate, which is why they've got that interstate travel still open, um, which is obviously causing a lot of dramas. But it seems like a pretty cool uh, idea as well because we really have been told what we what we can and can't do, where we can and can't go. Um, we were locked down to certain certain. Um, geographical uh regions in our own state there at one stage um but you know we we adapted so quickly man and now it's kind of like the new norm people are like oh yeah like they're 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 doubtful that you're ever going to be able to travel anytime soon like at all which i just think is crazy like we we're just gonna uh bend over and take it that that easily like they just tell us we can't and we're oh, okay well, we're gonna, i can't go anywhere now like Okay, there's a virus that's fucking people up. Sorry, excuse my French. Bit early in the podcast for swear words. I'm trying to leave them till a little bit later on. It's um, it's a virus that's messing people up and killing people, and and obviously it's a massive, you know, real issue. Uh, but there's also like so many other factors that seem to be not being taken into account. Like the you know the economical factors. We all are pretty aware of this. The reason, the, the fact that there's serious financial hardship that's going to come out of this and already has for your day-to-day guy that's living from paycheck to paycheck and who couldn't work for a period of time and then all these businesses that are going under small businesses that are going under even big businesses who've got a lot large overheads who, who couldn't sustain this um prolonged period without business like they're they're all going under and then there's like social um social problems that that we haven't taken into account people's depression like depression rates are way up people are drinking more and you know uh, taking harder you know like whatever kind of drugs they got their hands on a lot more um so relationships would be struggling and and you know when there's financial stress and shit like that relationships and families struggle a lot more anyway like and these are serious actual issues that are making that have effect on our way of life and and are going to have the effect on on the way people live for the next 10 or 15 years, you know, and they just seem to be swept on the carpet. No, you can't go anywhere because people are going to get the bloody, the COVID and, and a small percentage of our population are going to die from it. So if they catch it and it is a small percentage, it's like a fraction of a percent. It's not even a whole percent of people who, who contract the disease die from it. 
So it's like, man, there's serious, serious social and financial um, ramifications for what we're doing, and that just seems to be uh, being totally ignored. Um, you know, aside from that, um, I guess we can, we can get back into that. I, 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 we can get back into that in a minute, but there's a few other real world um, sort of uh, real time uh, things I wanted to chat about before I go too far down that rabbit hole. But just put that one in the back of your mind for a minute. Um, it, they are weird times. They are crazy times. As I said, it's the 5th, 4th of October. Uh, I'm going to start sober October tomorrow morning on the 5th, on Monday. I was I was up I was up in the air whether I was going to do it or not. Um, and then, yeah, I saw a post from someone. Oh, I, 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 see, I, I saw Rogan's post saying that he was doing the sober October and it just felt right. I was like, you know what? Stuff, I've been looking for a reason to do this, some bit of motivation. Uh, and I thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and do the sober October thing five days late, better late than never. I've never done a month off the piss before, uh, so and it's obviously a month off everything, you know. So um, I'll be clean for full clean skin for the next month, just drinking water and coffee, uh, and we'll see how I feel. Um, you know, I, I've been trying to creep these little shock tactics into my into my um, right, right, root, little, regime or routine, whatever you want to say, um, lately. So I did a, a, a 24-hour fast last month. I'm planning a 48-hour fast this month. And now I'll throw a sober October on top of it as well just to try and get me out of like ruts that you get into and, and these habits that are hard to break. The, the thought of not drinking alcohol for a month has been a really difficult one for me to swallow. So I kind of figure like, well, stuff it, just throw yourself in the in the deep end and, and, and make and make yourself do it, kind of like what I did with the vegetarian for two months at the start of the year. That wasn't something I really wanted to do. I just feel like if there's something I, I want to do and I feel like it's too hard, so I don't want to do it for that reason, I'll make myself do it. And I guess this is one of those. So I'm going to do the sober October thing, which is, I was thinking about it when I committed to it. Is there anything happening this month that I don't want to miss? Anything coming up? You know, then I'm going to, nah, it seems fine. I'll, I'll do sober October. There's nothing I can think of. And then I've committed to it and straight away I thought it was finals footy every single weekend this month and then the grand final for rugby league and AFL uh, later in the month. Uh, and there's also a big UFC event on as well. Um, but yeah, I've committed to it, so I'm going to be sober for those ones. So we'll see what sport's like um, on soda water. Um, but there's on a broader scheme, um, there's uh, Headland elections coming up, and this weekend's podcast was going to be with Gloria Jacob, one of the candidates for mayor uh, this year. However, just trying to get schedules to, to line up, and uh, as I said, it's busy. I'm busy, and it's hard to get these things um, teed up, you know. So it's probably a f- to, to do an interview with somebody and get it teed up and get over there and get the gear set up and then record and come back and put it all together and launch it and all that kind of stuff and write on, get on my notes in order. It's probably a four-hour, uh, you know, ep- like escapade for me and I just it was going to be a little bit rushed to do it today. So I've penciled that in for Thursday night. I'll go over and see Gloria and, and have a bit of a yarn and, and just get her take on what she wants to do if she was to get in as mayor. And basically, I just want to have a chat about the whole setup. I don't know a lot about politics a lot, uh, at, at all. And I kind of do feel like if I'm going to be interested and involved in politics at all, I will definitely be – it would be local politics for me. I'm not too – I'm not the kind of guy that's too interested in what's happening on the, the larger um, – 
political scene. I don't. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna um, make any any sort of change or impact, that you can implement that at the local level. So that's somewhere something I'd be interested in getting involved in. But I know nothing about it. I don't know how council works. I don't know what the mayor's actual role is. I don't know. Um, yeah, any any of those kind of things. I don't even know who all the candidates are. So I figure on one hand, you know, I know nothing about this. So it's a you would think perhaps I'm not the the ideal person to be speaking to someone about um, politics, but at the same time, I think it's kind of the ideal person because uh, I have a platform to to let somebody come on and share their views and their their vision and 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 sort of walk us through it from their perspective. And I don't have any bias or any ideas uh, about how the whole thing works, so I'm kind of all ears, um, and I'll just be trying to be a sounding board to, to, to get that conversation happening and get it out there and perhaps there's a ton of people um, out there listening who are in the same boat as me and really have no idea how this all works from from the ground up. So it might be a better way to grassroots sort of um, approach to, to having this discussion. So that's on the cards. Um, and at the same time as that, there's another big election going on right now. Well, you know, sort of the, the, uh, the lead up to it. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but it's the presidential election for the United States of America next month. We sort of spoke about it a fair bit on the last podcast I did with Will William uh, William Smith. Um, yeah, we went into that pretty deep. If you want to go back and listen to that one, uh, so that one's coming up. They've just had the debate recently, and basically anything that to do with Trump is just like you're living in cartoon land. It's 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 crazy time. It's a he's a crazy president. Uh, he's a weird, like he's such a boorish, over the top, sort of soundbitey kind of cartoonish guy, and people love to hate him. People love to love him too. Uh, not my president, not my country. I don't really care, but definitely for whatever reason, their their political system and that has kind of polarized us as a nation for a long time as well. And we definitely discuss it. It's part of our popular culture as well. We share popular culture with America and England, and um, so it's definitely something that we're aware of. But I, I just find that for all of his flaws and there's plenty of them you can list them just off cuff off the top of your head quite easily um he's not been that bad for the country i think economically he's been quite good i think he's kicked up a lot of dust um and broken a lot of old ways uh political uh, guidelines and taboos and whatnot and pulled the curtain back a fair bit in certain areas and really shaken things up in politics definitely shaken things up in politics uh, and I think that for all of his flaws, again, like he's really been uh, against going to war. He called out the the global military, uh, uh, the global um, what's the term for? I'm going to blank on it now. The military industrial complex uh, and the fact that they they want them they want. Americans to go to war to make money, you know, it's a big money maker, and he's kind of said he's against that openly, and um, has been, had pushback from the Pentagon about that, which was a surprise for a lot of people. Um, he's made a bit of a hard line against obviously China, and and obviously had a, discussions with North Korea for the first time in I think a, a, a American president's political history, or at least for quite some time. So there's been a lot of surprises in, in amongst all the the apish uh, behaviour from this dude. Um, and as well, I think just in the current climate, having someone, uh, who is so politically incorrect and really kind of has that shock value, it's, it's, it's an important, 
It's an important um, counterbalance to the whole political correct woke movement that we're under siege by at the moment, um, which, yeah, I can get into that uh, as well because I, f- I feel like Trump is really the the, the end. I'm going to try and use a big word right now, then I realised I wasn't quite sure if it, I knew what it meant. Uh, the antithesis, I was going to say. Uh, I think that might be the wrong word. He's kind of the the anti-venom to that kind of, uh, that whole movement. Um, so, and I think that that's important because right now, I'm not a Trump supporter or anything like that, guys, by the way. Again, not my president, doesn't really bother me. I look at him more as an entertainment figure, an anomaly, uh, an interesting character. Um, definitely a douchebag, but not as bad as people would like to make out or as perhaps people thought it was going to be. Um, better than the better than the other options at the moment, I'd say that much. But it, it, it's an important time for someone like that, I think, because it's a bad time for, for freedom of speech. Um, it's a bad time. You know, we've got this whole cancel culture and the woke movement, as I was just talking about, and I feel like the Australian culture a lot of it is really getting on board with that uh, as well. Um, you know, like Triple J, God bless him. I've been a loyal listener for many, many years now, and I just really can't listen to it anymore. Um, there's no backbone, no spine, no no nothing to it. There's no substance to it. Uh, even the music they play just... <sighs> they don't lead the trends anymore um, with the music they play. They just follow them. They play just this horrible, uh, um, what's the what's the name of that, that voice, synthetic voice thing, that auto-tune. They, they play this auto-tune style trap music and, and other popular music you hear just uh, everywhere that's a dime a dozen. Uh, so they're not pushing the the boundaries with the music anymore. All the presenters are just like wet fish. Um, they're clearly, clearly more than ever just completely uh, aiming at like, you know, like college student aged uh, and affiliated style uh, listeners, um, super, super left wing. Uh, the media through them is, is super contorted through a left wing um, lens and it just doesn't yeah I just I find it really hard to listen to and hard to admit it as well because I still can't do commercial radio stations with their stupid ads and their the radio DJ voice yeah how you going you're with them Whipper and Ollie hey did you watch the did you watch the Bachelor last night oh yeah I did I can't believe what happened with Mark uh, like just that kind of shit like the horrible I can't stand that that fake their fake voices and their fake relationships with each other and one person tells all the jokes and the other guy laughs at them all and the, and then the ads come on the same stupid ads and uh, it's I find they insult your intelligence those radio stations so I can't do those the music's you know, it depends what station you listen to. Some of them play old rock and roll, which is cool, whatever. Some play just shitty pop music, whatever. I don't really care about the music. It's it's the it's the setup, the, the adverts, the presenters. It's just gross to me. And I'm not. And if you listen to this, David Eckhart, I'm not shitting on you, mate. I actually don't mind you, you know, your, your show, um, dude. You guys are a, a bit of, at Spirit FM. They're a bit a bit of a different um, vibe, even though they do have all the adverts. That's not your fault. But I'm not shitting on you, mate. I don't f- I find those those presenters don't do that that fake radio DJ voice. But there's this 
as a whole, that's what that that kind of world is is all about. And I'm not, I can't be part of that. Um, more and more, I find I can't be part of Triple J and the way that they want to spin things. Uh, like, and there's and the double standards. So anyone who's from Australia, any Australian artists or or or, or anything, has to have to live up to a certain kind of standard moral code that they've set apparently somewhere. Whereas overseas artists aren't held up to the same standards. So, for instance, uh, going back a few years now, um, Bliss and Esso. So Esso from Bliss and Esso had taken a photo of himself at the uh, Miss Maud's. Is it Miss Maud's Wax Wax Museum? Um, is it Miss Maud's? That doesn't seem right. She's, that's a that's a cafe chain down in Perth. Anyway, the Wax Museum uh, in in England, and. Uh, he'd taken a photo of himself standing behind Colin Minogue, just goofing around, pretending to like you know, just like she was bent over in the in the in the image or whatever. He's sort of standing behind her as if he's going doggy style on her, right? Like not, it's it's, it's not that well thought out. He wasn't actually make, trying to make it look like that. He was just standing behind her, doing a bit of a pose, and took a photo and put it up on his Instagram. And the the powers that be at Triple J, <coughs> Richard Kingsmill, um, and the other executives there, they they went after him and, and said that they were going to stop play, playing Bliss and Esso's music because of the, the way that they were uh, um, objectifying women and, and that, that, that wasn't the kind of message that they were sending out and yada, yada, yada. And it was clearly just a joke. This is a guy that's he's got a had a long-term girlfriend he's got a he's married now he's got a kid he's like he's just a guy he's not some uh, some animal right and, and and he had to they said he was objectifying women and they were they were going to sort of basically blackball bliss and esso from triple j so they had to go out and make it a public apology and act like they'd done some horrible thing and they were so sorry about it it wasn't going to happen happen again and then finally triple j said okay well, we'll still play your music then but just make sure you you stay in line basically and at the same time as this was this was happening, they're playing um, playing all this American hip hop stuff, and in particular, I remember the contrast because I'd heard about that story, and then right after I heard they were playing songs, Kanye West songs from my my dark twisted fantasy, the album, and one of the songs is is clearly going on about, and you have to excuse my French here for a minute, but this is basically the the lyric is is he's talking about choking a butt fucking a girl in a bathroom at a party. Uh, Kanye West we're talking about here. So they're playing that song at the same time they're telling Esso from Bliss and Esso he can't take a, a photo pretending to, um, you know, doing l- lewd uh, actions behind a waxed uh, figurine of, of Kylie Minogue. It's like, what is with that double standard there? And, you know, and, and policing people's actions like that. So that was when I started realising things were a little bit, like that was a little bit gross to me, but it was a long time ago and, I didn't think about it too much, and I know that's a very specific. Um, that's a very specific example I've given you, but but that's the kind of mentality that's been building up there for a while, you know. And and, and there's a lot of I find virtue signalling and then censorship, you know, and and all this kind of shit there, and and it's, I'm just more and more becoming more and more detached from it, so. Uh, that's a bit of a shame for me, and I just find in general yeah, the way the media is and, and social media, especially, there, there's all this, yeah, there's this big cancel culture, and I just think that 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 figures that shake those things up and push back against that are, are quite important in today's um, in today's uh, culture, and that's why I, I think stand-up comedians um, have a really important role to play because they are the uh, they are the the, the direct uh, 
attack or, or defense to that kind of attitude where they they push the line they say things you're not supposed to say they say things that people are thinking but are too scared to say and 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 it's a great uh vehicle for those for that kind of movement because you don't have to believe what you're saying in stand-up comedy you don't have to they're not your actual thoughts that you're putting out to the world and something your uh, your values that you're going to stand behind and live by they're just thoughts and they're funny so you say them and they then they create people then they create thoughts and and they get that thought pattern happening and get the conversations going and they they kind of push back on that line that line that's been coming further and further towards uh you know from the left taking over the over the right <clears throat> and it was used to be the other way around that right-wing politics you know um conservatives conservatives um uh, and you know like Christian lobby groups and all this sort of thing were really telling people what they could say and do and think and and you know like really pushing back on any sort of uh, public sort of publicized sex and and you know same sex marriages and uh, all these different things you know music everything was censored heavily um, by by the right and now it seems like that role switched over to the left and they're like sort of the militarized left wing. Um, politics and it's just kind of it's 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 changing the whole way that culture is so i think those roles like um stand-up comedians and and yeah and they're, they're really important right now you know i mean it's a time it's a time to, for people to stand up and say things if they're they, what they really think and, and and to push back on things that they're not comfortable with because i also think something that's happening right now is is the government a lot of governments, our, our government uh, as well, uh, in, and in particular, are uh, jumping on the the uh, opportunity to tie the noose around our neck and get people into control and get people back in a box and put them where they where they want them, um, rather than people having as much freedom as we typically are, are beginning to experience now, especially with the information sharing and the, the technological age that we're living in now. So this whole coronavirus thing, yeah. It, 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 there was things that needed to be done um, and we did some good things um, getting hold of that. But moving forward, I'm super, super sceptical that the government are going to let go of those those um, choker, choker chains that they've put on our, on our necks now that they've got us on the lead. Um, you know, and it's a whole big... It's, it's a whole big uh, system that's all tied together. I believe that uh, the war on drugs and and the legalization and, and criminalization of certain specific drugs is all tied in with this whole control mechanism that's that's in place. Um, and I feel that those things have been getting broken down over the last 10, 15, 20 years through culture and through information sharing on the internet and, and, and people are being able to get their information and know what's true and what's not, what's what's just propaganda and demanding more freedom, more liberties and more um, more more actual uh, hardcore evidence behind claims and behind uh, laws that are being made. So if you're going to tell us that we can't smoke weed, um, we want to know why. why. Where's the evidence? Why can you buy? Why can you buy 
prescription drugs, basically heroin pills, oxycontin, codeine, tramadol, all this kind of shit because you've got a sore back or you can't sleep at night, you can buy heroin and get hooked on them and people literally die of heroin, of, sorry, of, of pharmaceutical um, drug overdoses like all the time around the world. In our country, happens. All, you know, people are having serious problems with these, getting addicted, fucking their lives up and you can't smoke weed and, and we know that that people don't die from weed. There's pros and cons to everything. Some people have addictive personalities. Some people are going to smoke weed and they're going to become more lazy and they might, you know, not do so well in life. But that's a, a choice an adult should be able to make. You're not harming anybody else. You're not like you're not straight up destroying lives and killing people. Um, and that, I think the conversation stretches to psychedelics as well. Um, the psychedelic research was shut down in the late '60s, early '70s because of the the way that it exploded and got out of the universities. And that's a whole other just discussion and. and conversation we can have but basically all research was cut off at the legs in the in the early 70s and then for 30 years 35 years it just sat there and they didn't do anything with that research and slowly those um, universities have been picking up that that information those researchers now and, and starting to do trials clinical trials and all that sort of stuff again now and finding huge huge benefits for people with mental illness and and alleviating uh, anxiety for for of death for people who have terminal illnesses helping people break addiction like smoking and alcoholism doing couples therapy on people with psilocybin mushrooms and, 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 and trained therapists and getting breakthroughs that can take 20 years to, to get to with regular therapy. All this on top of the fact that there's no actual physical damage or harm or, or, or risk to your body when you take psychedelics. Um, sure, there's again, there's an occasional person who, who may uh, flip out when they have psychedelics because their mind was not made to go down that pathway uh, people with uh, schizophrenic uh, schizophrenia in their you know in their genetics um, and marijuana can be the same for those kind of people it's the exception not the rule and again those kind of people can be set off by anything trauma can set that sort of stuff off and I don't think you can take the handful of people who are going to be negatively affected by something and go nut blanket blanket ban across the, the entire um, the entire uh, a lot of a lot of those those drugs and those substances because look at alcohol and cigarettes. People get depression from alcohol. People flip out when they drink alcohol and beat the shit out of their wife and kids, drive down the road, crash a car, kill themselves, run some kids over. People dying from lung cancer from smoking and secondhand smoke from the kids in the back of the car and all sorts of horrible shit. Like we know that those things kill people. We know that they do. But we still sell them and we tax them and the government makes shitloads of money off it and it's socially acceptable. Yet something else that, that doesn't have the same risks and has arguably far higher benefits for people, as I said, um, doing um, you know, work for, on, on themselves, self-improvement, breakthroughs in, in, in people's mental health and et cetera, et cetera, breaking addiction, all that kind of stuff. And it does not have the same kind of detrimental uh, effects on your health. For whatever reason, there's just a no. You just you can't. The government no. You're not allowed to have it. You can't have it. It's like we're little kids. And do you, do you remember that feeling when you're a little kid and there's something you want and you want to do it and it's fun and you love it and you enjoy it and you just get told by a parent or a teacher or whoever is no. And you're like why? And they say no. Why? Because I said so. No. It's, it's the most frustrating thing. It's like what? Why? Where's the where's the reasoning? Where's the information? Where's the data? What, what what are you saying no for? Why can't I buy cigarettes and alcohol and tramadol and co and codeine and all this other shit that's horrible, terrible for us, proven, we know it, but I can't 
fucking buy some weed and go chill out and and alleviate my stress after a, after a hectic week, or I can't go do a, a psilocybin mushroom um, trip with it with uh, you know in a therapeutic setting with with trained professionals and and have some sort of um, mental breakthrough with some shit that I've been struggling with for the last fifteen years, like whatever it might be, like. Why can we not do that? That's another thing about governments controlling us, and that is part of, I believe, why these rules are in place. Because the government don't want you to have uh, access to these mind-opening and altering substances that make people think outside the box and make us go, well, "What about these other rules that you're, you're telling us? What about these other things that are in place, like that we we just take for granted? Maybe we should question those as well." And they want us in a box. They want to give you your alcohol and your cigarettes and your, and, your, and your heroin pills and send you off to work and keep you just busy, busy, busy so you don't have time to stop and think too much because that's part of the problem as well. We, we don't have time to stop and think and, and, and uh, push back on this shit as it happens because we're at work. We're at work for 10 hours a day, five, six days a week, and then we've got kids and we're after, running around after our kids and then we're trying to you know, sort our lives out and every now and then we stop and get a minute to breathe and then there's an, another rule that's been made, another bit of your freedom that's been pulled away from you and then something like coronavirus comes along and then so announced under the guise of safety for, for, for the community that they're going to just take all our liberties away and tell people that they're going to have to track you wherever you're going and have, have you had your vac- vaccines and and, and and you know put a bloody chip in your in the, in the side of your head so we can just we can just track you all day long and know exactly what you're where you're going and what you're doing and who you're talking to like where's it going and where does it stop so I just I know I'm going on one here I wrote down a few notes and I guess I've been sitting on these ideas and they've been bouncing around the back of my head for a little while and I'm trying to make them all come out in a coherent stream of consciousness and I hope I'm not bouncing around too much but I just guess I I just feel like I feel like that uh it's our duty as the general public the average men and women to like at least think about this shit like this the the status quo like there goes there goes my um my camera's just stopped recording so Anyway, this is the first time I'm recording a podcast on my on my GoPro to chuck up online with a YouTube clip. So they got 30 minutes of footage on that anyway, and she's out. But I'm going to keep going with the podcast. So I feel it's our job to to, to question these things and push back and go, okay, is that really necessary? Um, when are we going to start getting our liberties back? When we, can we start traveling interstate again? Um, even these vaccines they're talking about, like... I, I just feel like that's going to be a little carrot they dangle in front of our face and then when those come about, it's not going to be so straightforward. We don't really know how safe they are because they're new vaccines. They haven't had any long historical uh, clinical trials. We'll be testing them in real time. Uh, is everybody going to get them? Uh, how long is it going to take to administer them to everybody? Uh, there's a whole lot of ifs, what, what ifs, you know, um, and, and I just feel like they're still going to have a, 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 a closed fist on our freedom and what we can do and where we can go. Long in long into next year, you know, and, and in the meantime, like I said, small businesses are going under, economies are crashing. Look at places like Bali, like what are they doing? How are they surviving with no one allowed to go over there and, and holiday? How long is that going to kick on for? Um, yeah, and there's other things to consider rather than just if someone's got a fucking sore throat or not, like they got a cough, they got the COVID cough, so that's like the most important freaking thing in the whole world. Um, so I don't know, man. I just feel. Ah, sometimes I feel like boxed in 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 the matrix, like we're like we're robots, 
you know, and you just go through your day-to-day life. You get up, you go to work, you come home, you clean, you know, you make dinner, you clean up, you know, you watch an hour of TV, you go to bed, you get up, you do the same thing, and how many years to do that for while you're saving up for some dream to get out and do whatever it is you've really got in your mind, whatever your idea of life was going to be, like how long... For me personally, anyway, how long can I sit here and do this same shit day in, day out? <sighs> the mundane sometimes, um, you know, working myself into a freaking grave before, you know, am I going to get to my destination with enough juice left in the tank to do the things I want to do in life or am I going to be drained and, 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 and just ready to just freaking, I don't know, put my feet up and just fade off into oblivion by the time I get there? It does... It plays on my mind sometimes, you know. Um, I'm going deep on one right now. But um, I just feel like that sometimes, man. I've got these ideas, I've got these dreams, and I'm sure most people do. And it's kind of a race against the time, like, against the clock. Like, am I going to get there in time before I'm too old? And again, before my energy fades and fizzles out. And am I going to get to the place I want to be so I can do the things I want to do in life? And am I going to have this? Am I going to be the same person? Or is this. Is this society and all its rules and regulations and long hours of work and friggin' um, ticking all the boxes, is that all just going to suck all the life out of me before I get there? So I think about that quite often, to be honest with you, um, and I thought it was just a good good time to air it out there and get it out there. I'm kind of just letting it all go today. So I hope I'm not boring you all. I hope I haven't scared everybody off and they're going, oh, this dude's lost his mind. I'm just kind of, this was a, part, a big part of the reason I started the podcast in the first place was to just air it all out, air out all the things that rattle around inside my head all week, um, just get them all out and try and put them in some sort of order and deliver them in a, in a package that is is easy for other people to listen to and digest and i hope i've done that today i'm going to stop because i could keep rattling on like i am for another half an hour but i feel i might start um the 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 coherency might start breaking down a little bit now so i've 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 spewed enough of my um my inner thoughts out uh, into the air into the airwaves for one for one week um and i'll just leave it there but yeah, I do think it's our job as normal everyday people to, to push back, ask questions, make sure that you know we are the ones that need to keep the governments in check. The government is there to serve us. They're not there, even though the name it implies it in the name, they're there to govern us. They're, they're not. They're there to serve us. They're, there to, they're using our money to run this country, to, to supply us with things that we need. Then they're telling us what we need. We need to be telling them what we need, what we want. They are the government. They are there to serve us. Um, yeah, and I think that's something that we need to, as people, just need to be aware of, man. I'm not an activist. I'm not out there doing my bit, really, to, to make any changes um, except for talking. So that's all, I'm, that's all I'm doing. Everyone has their own strengths, their own platforms, their own ideas. And and, and for me, it's at least just, I don't know, if I can just stir up a little bit of that passion in someone to go, yeah, you know what, you're right. Just keep it in the back of, back of your mind. Um Especially stereotypes about things like drugs, man. Like, next time someone tells you something's bad, or you, you know, you just write off someone who's talking about psychedelic experiences as just a as just a, a looper. 
just stop for a minute and think like why because most people will tell you that psychedelic experiences give them a real real positive uh, effect in their life and what they're actually doing you can do them just as a party drug for sure people do that and I've done mushrooms in Bali it's just a party thing and that's not really what I'm talking about I'm talking about when you're really going to have an introspective internal journey and analysis session and psychedelic drugs can be the the, the key that unlocks that door and you go in and you do the hard work on yourself. It's not about, yeah, it's not about getting loose. It's about um, trying to be a better person. It makes you more compassionate. It makes you more open-minded. It makes you look at things from different angles. Uh, It makes you, yeah, realize if you're being an asshole. And and I think that those things only make you a better person. Weed does the same thing. The whole paranoia thing with weed – like what that is, is it's smoking weed and it makes you be super, super introspective and look at yourself. And if you're being an asshole and you don't stop to think about shit and other people or the way you treat other people or what you're doing with your life or if you never stop to think about that, you smoke some weed and it'll force you to stop and think about that. And then people get paranoid because all of a sudden they're tripping out and you're thinking, well, that's probably because you got some work to do. We've all got work to do and you're just realizing it now. That's what the paranoia thing is about weed. It's introspective. You've got to ride that wave and then start talking, okay, answering those questions. Am I an arsehole? You know, whatever it is. Am I being lazy? Uh, am I avoiding doing uh, the real work I'm supposed to be doing and you know, not following my dreams? Whatever it is, the weed will make you sit there and, 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 and um, focus on that. So, you know, Stop and think about all the, the things you've been told and just sold and, 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 and think about it for yourself and talk to other people who've had experiences in different things and, and think about whether the government really have are doing everything in your best interest or if it's really, you know, a lot to do with um, keeping the right companies and lobbyists and things happy and keeping power for themselves and getting big salary paychecks and all that kind of shit and just what we as the little people can do on a day-to-day basis even if it's just more awareness, you know, like to make sure we steer the ship in the right direction and push the boundaries, man. Don't tell people they can tell you what you can and can't say. Don't be an asshole. Don't go around like uh, vilifying minority groups or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. Don't be an asshole. I just mean don't let people tell you what kind of language you can use and um, what kind of thoughts you can have. You know, if you're an asshole and you've got shitty thoughts, um, you should be allowed to say those shitty thoughts and have somebody uh, then challenge you and go, well, I think you're wrong because of this reason. And then you should be able to have a discussion. And if their ideas are any good, hopefully they'll get through to you and vice versa. If your ideas are any good, maybe you'll get through to the other people. So less censorship, more conversation. Um, yeah, just just open open our minds a little bit because I know, man, I'm, I'm living the life of someone who is flat out all the time and the the – the, the pressures and the, of, of everyday life, just trying to make money, support your family, have the energy to get up and do the things you need to do every day. There's leaves very little time in, in each day to, to think about things outside the box, um, uh, you know, and question things and, and, and all that kind of stuff and pay attention to what's happening. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that one. Aliens exist, man. Aliens exist. Brought in by Blink 182, the start of this podcast, episode number 81. Average Man podcast on a huge rant this week. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Love you all. See you next Thursday for a chat with Gloria Jacobs. Over and out. See ya.